0: Legislative committee meeting ready to call to order both committee members here yeah. So shall I go ahead and just dive in sure. so um, two items on your agenda today for your consideration Both new ordinances one a sidewalk vending ordinance the second the single-use plastics ordinance That's being recommended to you by the sustainability Commission and we can take them in the order on the agenda or, or Reverse them if you prefer so the first up is the sidewalk vending ordinance, and you'll recall we discussed this a while back. Uh, might have been as late as August or September. it's probably September of last of last year. So there's some new state legislation that went into effect, and we think it was particularly driven by um, sidewalk vending, pushcart vending in LA. And uh, previously, you had a lot of ability to regulate sidewalk vending. Um, we have some pretty old provisions in our existing code that deal with door-to-door solicitation and Peddling, but we haven't updated that in a really long time. So now we have this new legislation that essentially says you can't prohibit sidewalk vending except in limited circumstances where it's, you know, a real health safety concern. Um, so what we've drafted for you today, we've pulled from some existing jurisdictions that have regulations. There aren't that many, actually. Um, there are a couple more uh, similar to Sausalito that, you know, have the kind of tourist business that we have uh, in the summer, so we geared them with that in mind. So again, you know, what you can do is you can impose time place and manner restrictions on sidewalk vending, and that's what you have in front of you today. You can't you can prohibit vending on specific parts of right-of-way or limit the total number of vendors if you want, and this is becoming increasingly important because community development's gotten at least 3 inquiries about vending down by the ferry landing, which is not surprising. Um, somebody with a, a, I think it's a bicycle gelato cart, uh, another one's a hot dog vendor, um, and I, the third is, is not coming to mind, but you know what you would expect people would want to do in the summer in downtown Sausalito. So the regulations you have in front of you are pretty narrowly tailored, and one of the things I think we need the most discussion and direction on is creating... Um, Potentially a zone where they're not allowed in the downtown area because of the over congestion that we already have the narrow sidewalks You know the ADA requirements the huge number of people that come into town on any You know summer day actually starting probably really soon now with spring break season starting (coughs) and this past weekend spring break it was very busy Spring breaks have started so I think that's really the key you know the start of our tourist season so you saw in your staff report I pulled the definition of downtown area from the bike parking regulations because I think they're very similar issues you know the over concentration of bikes on the sidewalk led to a real health safety problem I think you'd have the same thing with somebody doing any kind of push cart vending or um, stationary sidewalk vending in that same area it's relatively broad that definition but I think it's the same logic and the same health safety concerns that we have we may want to talk about whether or not it's, you know, limited to the same bike parking season right now as it's drafted. It's complete ban in that area. Um, you know, there isn't test, there hasn't been lit- the litigation testing somebody's sidewalk bending ordinance other than the L.A. case that brought this legislation forward to begin with, which was when they were <coughs> prohibited. So I think we have real health safety concerns down there, and I think when you look at the width of the sidewalks and you look at the number of people. You know, I'm preaching to the choir you guys know how crazy it gets down there so that's how it's currently drafted so why don't I leave it there let you ask me any questions that you have and then we can talk about next steps
1: so uh, under the ordinance <clears throat> under SB 946 mm-hmm. we can regulate time place and manner if it's related to health safety or welfare mm-hmm. and I think welfare is an important aspect of that so I think that is actually even a little broader mm-hmm. than just health or safety and I think we do have to be concerned about the welfare of our residents and our tourists and their interface with sidewalk vendors. So I think <clears throat> the complete ban is appropriate, not just a seasonal ban.
2: I can't think of a place in town where it wouldn't be, the safety wouldn't be impacted by the size of the sidewalk mm-hmm. you know, and the congestion.
0: So areas where it would still be allowed then, if you have this downtown area band, you know, Duffy Park, um, Marin Ship Park, except when there's a special event going on. So when, during the art festival, you couldn't have push cart vendors, you know, at the entrance of the art festival, obviously, for congestion and, you know, problems with how that would operate. So. Um there are other areas of town where they would be allowed, and you could have a push cart vendor in a residential zone, but you can't have stationary vendors in residential zones, and there's hours limiting those
1: operations so you have eight a m to seven p m or sunset, whichever is earlier mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's fine if they're not stationary they can only be mobile.
2: I can't imagine some person push cart up our hills. but
1: nor can I but. <laughs> You know what? There's always some enterprising
2: soul who might do it.
1: I want to be sure that when we define residential zones, you know, the general plan is looking at expanding Mm -hmm. residential zones. So I want to be sure that, you know, right now we do allow residential on top of commercial in some areas. Mm -hmm. So is that a residential zone or a commercial zone? So we we should be clear.
0: Yeah, if you don't want, or if you do or don't, you know, Caledonia, for example.
1: Yeah. So I think it needs, again, our sidewalks are already, Congested mm-hmm. during um, uh, you know, the morning coffee rush, the evening dinner rush. So
2: how many restaurants have tables out on the sidewalk already? Already permits, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean every block, I think, right? Well, maybe not. Okay. But almost every block on Caledonia Street you have someone out on the sidewalk. Some business already committed for doing I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So so would you want them? Would you want that to be considered a residential zone? So mm-hmm. if it's even a mixed use zone, I think it's a mixed use should
1: lean towards residential for purposes. Me, of, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Except
1: I mean, I for mobile. Except for In mobile. The hours yeah. of operation. Yeah. Okay.
2: And then do we want to limit? Can we limit types
0: of postcards? Well, right now it says you can't sell alcohol, tobacco, or tobacco products, or, or marijuana. Babying, marijuana, or weapons. <coughs> Awesome, but um, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a reason to restrict something, you know, mm-hmm. a real health safety concern mm-hmm. about it, which clearly there are for those types of uses, yeah. Yeah. we could. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we can also see what we're being asked for permits for. Mm-hmm. You know, as people are coming in saying we want a permit for yeah whatever it is, um, okay. you know, and and make sure that our regulations are fitting. Um, okay. The other uh, question. Which I find interesting is where in the municipal code does this live? Um, right now, it's in putting we're putting it in chapter 13, um, but we are asking the community development department to be the entity that issues the permits. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was more appropriate than the police department. Yeah, but yes. you know, sure. we put it there because that's where our pen, peddling and solicitation I regulations. I it, yeah. it should go that's with the solicitation. It. Okay. Yeah.
1: Excellent. <coughs> and then. Um, Penalties. So there are penalties laid out in SB 946. Mm -hmm. And I understand that we can't make a criminal penalty, but we may impose an administrative fine. Correct. So I'd like to track. I'd like our administrative fines to track SB 946, which is Section 51039. What page is that on? It's on of the bill itself. It's on page 4 of the bill. Is that $250 $250 for a first violation, $500 for a second violation within one year, $1,000 for each additional violation within one year. Got it.
0: <coughs> yeah, we pulled this from our admin code enforcement. Mm-hmm. Funds, but we can change it to what we're I-, I
1: think we should. I think we should track SB 946. We do make reference to it.
0: next steps it sounds like this one's ready to bring forward to the council as soon as we can get it on an agenda I would like to do it as soon as we can great so that it's in effect for yeah. this for as the, soon as we can get it into effect yeah if we have first read second read if we do those both in April you're looking at May for it to be effective but we can at least answer the inquiries we're getting that our regulations are pending yeah. um, and that here's what's proposed
2: can we, uh, can we send, a, send like a note to the chamber other than just relying on them to actually look at our agenda. Good <laughs> idea. Or Business Affairs Committee. Uh, when is our next Business meeting? Advisory yeah. Committee. Yeah. Am I still on? I don't know. Chef the I'm going
1: to Yeah. So Business Advisory Commission, um, Hospitality Committee, uh, and Chamber of Commerce.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. So that they, okay. Sure. I don't think they're going to have an issue with it. I think it is supportive of our businesses in town mm-hmm. to impose, mm-hmm. to adopt these same restrictions. There, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Great, okay. So we will get that one moving forward. And then the next thing you have on your agenda is the single use plastics ordinance. Mm-hmm. And um, I took the draft that Sustainability Commission put together and then looked also at our regulations on the polystyrene ban and the single-use plastic bag ban that we already have in place and also looked at San Anselmo's regulations. They've been pretty active in this as well. I had an opportunity to speak to Melissa Blaustein yesterday. Uh, she's out of the country but made time to, to talk to me about the ordinance, and I sent you an email update late mail with um, her input on that which i thought was was really helpful so she did indicate that she's talked to the chamber of commerce and they are on board with it driver's market is on board with it she believes um, that uh, someone reached out from the chamber to mike stone about molly stones but that most of their materials seem to be already compliant I did not have an opportunity to circle back on that one but obviously will before we bring this ordinance any further Um, Sausalito Beautiful, Sausalito Women's Club are on board. Uh, Melissa indicated she did a merchant walk on Caledonia and Bridgeway to reach out to smaller businesses that are also affected. Didn't have any uh, concerns from them. Um, She she did want to make sure that you guys knew that the commission is recommending a one-year phase-in period. Um, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't clear to me in the materials that I was sent, but that what they would like to do is have the council go ahead and put it into place Mm -hmm. and adopt it, but have it be effective a year after it's adopted so that there can be a robust outreach. I like that idea. And that would also give the commission an opportunity to put together a list of um, acceptable single-use, not single-use, acceptable compostable alternatives to single-use plastics. Um, I indicated in your staff report or in the email that we reached out to Bay Cities uh, Refuse. I understand Kim sits on the or sits with the Sustainability Commission, goes to all those meetings, Yes. and raise some concerns about what is actually compostable, because some products that say compostable on them aren't acceptable uh, where our refuse goes for composting. I think San Francisco may have a more robust composting center than we do, um, so we really need that input because we don't want somebody to get. Bamboo and then bamboo isn't acceptable for composting at the Richmond facility. So that would give the Sustainability Commission an opportunity to work with Bay Cities Refuse to figure out what that acceptable list is. Very similar to what um, San Anselmo's doing. They put together a a list of acceptable packaging materials or use materials, utensils, straws, that kind of thing. Um, And then you would have that on our website and indicate what people could use as an alternative. Melissa did raise a question about the waiver provision. Um, She was hopeful that the one-year phase-in period could be a replacement for that waiver provision. The waiver provision you have in here allows the city manager to grant a business or an entity a waiver if they show undue hardship Mm -hmm. to have to comply with these regulations. Financial hardship would be acceptable thinking of an, you know, a situation where a small business may come in and say, we have two years' worth of plastic spoons. Please don't make me go out and buy more. Or, hey, while this compostable material is available, it costs five times more than this other thing that we use all the time, and that would make my product cost X. So there's, that's in there. One suggestion would be combining that with the one-year phase-in. Maybe that has a sunset provision on it, you know, if you allow for that kind of waiver you would say only for the first two years or three years or one year after it's effective, whatever, or not. But that's you know, a policy question for the council and for you guys to, to weigh in on on what you think is um, a good provision there. One other thing quickly is uh, San Anselmo applies their regulations to their schools, their local schools, uh, because both the Licea and New Village School are uh, rent city property. Mm-hmm. The way this is drafted, it would apply to them anyway. Okay. But we should do outreach, obviously, to the schools as well. My understanding is Willow Creek Academy is probably well ahead of the game. Right. In what nice do, and what they do, you know, they use... New Village, sure. I'm is. sure New Village probably is composting their own material, probably. But um,
1: And there's Tilden Academy and Elise Francais. So. Right.
0: And I don't know what the Luce does, but because they rent from us, they yeah. would be subject to this anyway. And then, you know, any of the preschools in town um, could be okay. affected. That's what Santa and Selma did. So it'd be good to get your input on that. It might not be necessary because it's already happening. Um, the other thing is special events. Any special events would have to comply. Um, the Art Festival obviously is the, the biggest um, would have to come into compliance. I'm going to reach out to uh, the Art Festival people and let them know this is coming yes. you know, in, in the event that the council um, puts it into place. But there was a question about whether we should do something more proactively with the art festival for this year in the event that it's not in place. I'm gonna bring that to you guys tonight for consideration as part of the amendment that's on your calendar, on your consent calendar. So why don't I stop there and let you guys ask me any questions or you provide direction on what you have in front of
2: you. Okay, so I like the one year phase in. I also happen to like the waiver by the city city manager.
1: But I like having a, I, I would like to have that waiver ability Within certain parameters and with a for a certain period of time, like in five years, we shouldn't still be waiving.
2: But the only the only hesitation I have is that I don't want to put I don't and I understand what you're saying, but I want to put anybody out of business. But because it's within the discretion of the city manager, he can say you've had plenty of time. And the answer's no. You know I'm not going to give you another waiver. I'm going to give you a waiver for you know three years, and then when that person comes back, but that's the only that's my only that's the only release valve, right? For reasonability mm-hmm. and impact on businesses, right? So I'm not, if I'm a dentist and I have to have plastic blah 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 whatever, or if I'm a whatever and but so it's only through like, Oh okay, that's so good. Through. Oh okay. yeah. and, well. it's non profits also. So if there's something
0: yeah. these coming events that are uh, just small, these are like nonprofit.
2: Yeah. I think I think the I think the phase in and then and then the discretion in this—I mean, I just think that's the final release valve. If someone challenges it and says this isn't reasonable, you're destroying my, you're taking price a reasonable taking. Um, that you at least say, well, the city manager can take all that into consideration and and waive it. If you know, if you're really on the extreme side, right, like for whatever, that's the only reason I am, like not putting a cap on it and leaving it within discretion of the city manager. I, I can't imagine. I mean, as we're sitting here today, I see why you want to phase it in and say. After a few years, the city mayor can't grant a waiver. But if if he's looking at it in a reasonable fashion, I, I you know I don't think he's going to issue waivers after a certain period of time anyway. So I, I don't know. I mean that's just
0: <coughs> one other just suggestion was phasing in certain aspects of the regulations. You know whether it's straws. You know if plastic straws are easily replaced by paper or yeah. whatever. You know bring whatever. your own straw. You know now businesses or restaurants aren't allowed to just throw straws on your table. You have to ask for them. Yeah. But um, you know now when you ask for them, they won't be plastic and mm-hmm. sausalito anymore. Um, but I think I think that year period gives you a really good opportunity. To do some robust outreach, and I think the sustainability commission, based on my conversation with Melissa, is all yeah, over that. I don't disagree. I think that's yeah. yeah the other thing we could do is we could report back to you. You know, how yeah. many businesses have actually come in and said this is oh, a problem sorry. and why? Yeah. You know, it's a problem because these materials call for whatever it is. You know, whether it's
1: I think we should impose a deadline on the waiver, mm-hmm. and then have a report back so that we can reconsider that deadline if it's appropriate as well. Yeah. I,
2: I, you know, the way I look at it is. What's the downside of letting the leaving it within the discretion of the city manager? I can't imagine a city manager in Sausalito <laughs> would be like well, wholesale waivers. But, uh, but it, and it's a and it's a defensible fallback for us, right? If we're ever challenged, we can always say no, no. You you always have the discretion of the city manager to fall back on with regard to reasonableness and how this impacts your business. So right now
1: that provision just says the city manager may waive the provision if and it's left blank. So we need to. <laughs> It's on page
2: 31. Yeah. Sorry throw some, <clears throat> throw
1: some here. And so we need to uh, define under what circumstances. So it says ordinance number at the top left and then the n- bottom of the next page. So see, ordinance number here. <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh,
0: that's what the sustainability issues Okay.
1: It exhibit A. So I see the. I, yeah, yeah, I
0: will
1: make sure that This So I, I guess we don't have the draft Sausalito ordinance. We only have what the Sustainability Commission created. Yeah. No. <clears throat> okay. So in that one, it's missing the circumstances under which. The city manager can waive. And then, I heard this morning that in San Francisco, they're cons or not even in San Francisco. That uh, in California, they're considering a ban on issuing paper receipts unless a customer asks for one. You know, when you
2: no no I got it. Which
1: I love that. So I don't know if there's room in this ordinance for that, but I love that. So here's okay. Me too. But. This is here's here's why the chamber
2: would because now they're collecting your email right so now they're if you want to get a email receipt they have to have your email and that means you usually have to accept all their marketing and blah blah blah
1: then they're going to sell your email and then that's another or or you can simply so. decline a receipt I mean you don't have yes. to have an email I my receipts show or, up on my statements
2: or you can get yeah but that means that whatever business that is that means they have your email address and they're using no no no. So.
1: If I use a debit card to pay, it shows up on my statement. Even if I don't give them an email address, it just shows up on my bank statement. And if I use a credit card, it shows up on my credit card statement. So I don't need a paper receipt. I already have a record of the expenditure. And you're not getting an
2: email receipt. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't give Uh, out. I I don't request email receipts.
2: Okay, so
1: So Mary, will you? Consider whether that's something we can include in this. Yes. So the concept would be you only get a paper receipt if you ask
0: for it. If one. you ask for it. I think
1: everybody
0: about that right. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to add I that? I mean, have
1: you seen the pharmacy receipts that are this? Oh, long? the
0: CVS receipts <laughs> are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you don't go for a while, they get really long. Um, so do you want this to also go to both both the yes plastics fan yes. and the and I don't know what happened in your packet. I apologize. There's a whole redone draft of this, which has the same regulations, but did things like combine the definition of plastic stirrers into one definition of single-use plastic. So it's, it's the same regulations but reformatted.
1: I'm not sure how that... I thought – I didn't realize I was missing something because this says an ordinance of the city of Sausalito. So I assumed this was what you wanted us to review. That's what the Sustainability Commission put together. But I did add, you know,
0: the the waiver
1: provisions and some of those other things. So I can get that to you. if you look over at the waiver provisions in the example of um, the carryout bags, Mm -hmm. this says um, – this has a waiver provision that's renewable. So Mm – um yeah, the city it, so at, on page 21 of our report, it says the city manager or their designee at their discretion may exempt a retail food establishment from the requirements of the provisions of this chapter for a one- year period renewable annually upon a reasonable showing by the applicant that the conditions of this chapter would cause undue hardship, mm-hmm. then it defines three situations that would comprise undue hardship. So I like that approach in terms of yeah. the manner in which. We grant, but I would like to add to this a final. You know, the city manager has no more discretion after however long five years. I would <laughs> say five years so that they can renew it annu- annually to a maximum of five years upon a reasonable showing. And then, you want to have a- I, well, I want them to include because as we become more and more sustainable. It's going to be the standard operating procedure and there's going to be less hardship associated with it. So, so. but I do like Jill's idea of having a report back so that we can reevaluate the efficacy of the statute. I just
2: think it's, I think we're going to move in that direction anyway. It's going to be harder and harder, so undue hardship. Right. But at least we have that release now. Right. Right. But but last.
1: Melissa didn't even like it for one year. I'm saying, I'm saying, let the city manager do it for a year at a time, but no more than five years, unless we decide differently. Okay. I got, it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I got it. Okay. Great. Future future okay.
0: Like
1: well, um, I, as you know, the um, Blue Ribbon Housing Committee transmitted its report, and one of our council members expressed concern about the ability of the city to financially undertake all of the various revisions to the zoning code uh, recommended by the housing committee. So the housing committee has volunteered to go for a round two to start drafting those ordinances themselves so that we're not using city attorney time. So I would like to um, consider, uh, I would like to have the agenda setting committee consider referring some of those regulations to the housing committee to commence drafting um, and then bring something already somewhat flushed out to the city attorney for review and to this committee for review. Now, some of the recommendations were to go to the GPAC, so that would not apply. But some of the things about making some of the zoning ordinances more objective, less subjective, um, imposing additional requirements for planning commissioners in terms of training so that is my request for a future agenda item great so and will that come up to the council
0: tonight and then I can make that request sure. yeah during committee. Um, it would be helpful for the committee to know too that uh, the county is looking at doing um, an overall uh, working together to draft objective standards that would apply to all jurisdictions um, Lily has a lot more information about that and is gonna bring that forward as well. I think they're coming in April to okay, let me you know wonderful. what's going on with that. And then they'll obviously need to be some tailoring to Sausalito, but it might be really helpful to just tear off of that work and, and go forward from there. That'd be great. Okay. Good. Great. Thank you both. Okay. Uh, thank Very you. <laughs>